Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Eater Show. I'm Jay Parker. Woo, woo, woo. Remember that? Ah, I'm old. That's old school stuff. Anyway, the Modern Eater, we're putting together this year's road trip and summer dinner series as we speak. So today on the show, I'm going to show you a little bit of footage from last year. It's awesome. TME Road Trip 2020, we went up into the mountains, Palisade, and visited our buddies at Savage Spectrum. Colorado agriculture, Colorado wine at its finest right here, you guys. So you watch this. Stay tuned to themoderneater.com especially. That's where you'll go to get all all your summer dinner series and the TME Road Trip 2021 updates. TheModernEater.com. Say it with me. TheModernEater.com. TheModernEater.com. You ready for this? You want to check out some Colorado wine? Let's go. East Orchard Mesa. Where is it? It's in Palisade, Colorado. Beautiful looking out over wine country. What? Yep, you got it. Wine country. And uh, this is a cool one because uh, Kai Bab, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? All right, good. You know, we've spent some time together, but folks don't know we're on live right now on Facebook. We got a great interview of the uh, vineyard, the winery, we everything. We did have fun. And Patrick, good yeah. to see you. Love the Poirier Rosé. Are you uh, ready? Gonna, oh, wait, we got to pour this. Yeah, yeah. We, we do still wines too. It's not all sparkling. So we're up on the hill right now. This is the overlook. Brian's here with us, Jay, behind the uh, camera. But uh, just give us an overview of this land. You were telling us just a minute ago what an honor and a pleasure it is. And, and just take it from there. So very fortunate to be farming here. This, this is the most premium farm ground for tree fruit and vines in Colorado. What we're looking on down here is the vinelands. This is where we plant all of our high ends um, grapes. This is the best soil you can get here. East Orchard Mesa, where we're standing, is really good. It really has tree fruit well, and that's why we're, we got this vineyard orchard here behind us. Um, it, this orchard feeds a fruit stand. It's amazing. We, we have peaches, pluots, apriums, pears, plums, just you name it. We grow apricots. I already said apricots. So, yeah, truly blessed to get to live here. You know, with the contrast of this green valley with these the, the book cliffs and the mesa right here. I mean, it's just awe-inspiring. All at the mouth of the Debec Canyon with the Colorado River flowing through it. Feeding us, it's the lifeblood of the agriculture. We couldn't, we couldn't have any of this here without, without um, the river. We get 10 inches of rain a year. We're high desert. Great Wait, growing conditions. What do you think, Patrick? You get to play with the grapes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. Like you said, we're, we're 4,700 feet um, and just growing some really interesting varietals. Um, and we're super excited uh, to, to make still wines, you know, from the Savage Block, which you're looking over right now. Um, just beautiful. Some of the most quality grapes uh, that I've seen coming out of the, out of the state. That's, that's for sure. And that's why I'm here, you know because they are you got the production facility we were the whole gang was down there and yeah again tonight when we do our recap show we're going to play the full interview but i can see why you pulled out um some vines out of there to build that production facility in the uh tasting room i can see why you're like oh man we didn't put it. it makes sense now look at that there's going to be a bright future ahead for that gives great perspective of really what the overall brand is don't you think brian I think it's so cool. And Greg, one of the things I, I'm curious, what is most wine in California grown at? Because you said 4,700 feet here. That's like sea level down there, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, they're, they're sea level, less than a thousand. I think you see a lot of that. Uh, but you know, they have those nice 
um, coastal vineyards that get that maritime fog. We don't get that. We don't get fog. It, it's all about the breeze here. Yeah, sure, the it's soil. easy to grow there, but you guys are doing something special up here, man. Yep. I've seen high elevation advertised from like right, 1,200 Greg? feet. And I'm like, that's not high elevation. <laughs> yeah, we got the red. Yeah. So tell us about the rosé a little, so, Patrick. So yeah, oh, what's in here? <laughs> where, where did it go? Who drank all that? I don't know. We, we, we wish we had all day. Um, we've spent some time with these guys, but really the rosé, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, rosé, 50% neutral French oak barrel fermented, 50% stainless steel. And those weren't any barrels. They were red barrels previously held in Albeck. Super weird, really interesting technique. Um, blended those two wines together. It's a complex rosé. It's Bordeaux um, rosé. Bordeaux varietals, direct to press. Yeah, uh, when red you grapes. say weird, I don't think that's using the right word to describe uh -huh. this because it is far from weird. Yeah, yeah, it no, is it, awesome, it, man. It's got depth. It's complex. Uh, an awesome uh, food wine pairs really well with spicy. A little foods. more complex. Than yeah, so it, it's different. Rosés. We're trying to do things that are different than than that are normal. You know. Well, tell me about this red. I want to. Yeah, try yeah. That. So this is our domain. Uh, Sauvage. This is essentially our house red, um, and what we have here is 31% Verona. We did a carbonic maceration, which brings out, uh, th they do it in Beaujolais Nouveaus, you know, it brings out a lot of those uh, bubblegum, black cherry. Bubblegum. Yeah, yeah, bubblegum. Yeah. Bubblegum. Wait, you nuts. said Verona, though. That's not in France, that's in Italy. Is it? Yeah, it Verona is, is where yeah. Northern Italy. Yeah. So this is a cold hardy variety which means they're new to this area. So we talked about our winters, right? Further we, this is the colder it gets. And so we started experimenting after we had that 2015, we lost our trunks. Remember us yeah, showing yeah, you guys yeah. down there? It's cold hardy to negative 32. It's a polar bear. Wow. We have its sister seedling planted uh, on a Tom Plotcher's breeding program. Uh, Petite Pearl. This is a blend of? 69% uh, Petite Pearl as well. Verona, the rest Petite Pearl. Petite Pearl was uh, treated just like a, a regular open red fermentation, more traditional, um, you know, and the Verona was gassed in tank with CO2 to bring out those super fruit forward flavors. So two very different grapes. Polar opposites. Well, the, yeah. the nose on this is big. Tell me, I mean, the, what am Delicious I getting Delicious wine. <laughs> We're doing a tasting up on the mesa here. I, I love it. Oh my God. Tonight you're going to get the deep dive and um, the, we're going to go on down the road too. You're going to send us to some neighbors. Show your neighbors here and just give us a look. I, I'll tell you what, as you're sitting here talking, you guys, I just can't keep my eyes off of this this valley that they call Palisade, Colorado. This Inspiring. is magnificent. Colorado River going through there. Where's Clark family at? Clarks are over here to the east, about halfway to the book cliffs. We're going to go over there. They farm about 100 acres of peaches right here in the Vinelands. I'm super jealous of all the property they have because it's some of the best ground here in Colorado. So they're great. They're great partners. They have a um, just open it up in a, an event center, Orchard River View. And they're partnered with us. They're going to carry our sparklet exclusively for all their weddings. Uh -huh. So it's it's I've known Dennis, the owner, since I was a little kid. I used to make boxes for him in the packing shed. Cool. And um, we're going to go meet with uh, Mackenzie and Chris, his his uh, son-in-law and his daughter. So you have time? Take us up the road. Absolutely. Oh, Let's this do is it. Great. Let's go all say right. hi to those guys. We're going to go say hello on down the road. Thank you guys for tuning in right now. Again, heading on down to um, Clark's. Clark's, and then we're gonna go to. Don't we have Where, go, go wherever you want? Yeah, Ghost Rock, Rock, right? We've got the tour guides. This is gonna be great. Ghost Rock, yeah, can we? Right here, they're on the river. Their property of a joint a, is adjacent to the river, and they're new to this area, and they're just doing amazing things, making cheeses, butters, all local. They're 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 doing. We're 
happy to have them as neighbors. Whatever you do, make sure you tune in. We're calling it about sundown is when we do our recap show for the day. Busy, busy day ahead. Thanks for tuning in right now. Whatever you do, uh, come back for our uh, recap show. There's going to be a lot of good stuff on there for you. See you down the road. The Modern Eater Show continues. I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms, and I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show. Hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world, and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey Modern Eater fans, I'm Don Trobo with The Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nations from Aspen Baking Company. It's really important right now to support local. That's why I support the Modern Eater. Now, back to the show. It's a beautiful morning in Palisade, Colorado. Brian, we're getting going. This is so exciting to be here, man. It is gorgeous. You got to start the day out with a little wine. Ooh, a little bit? Come a on. lot of wine before it's time right here. Savage Spectrum is where we're at, and um, this is going to be a cool tour. Stick around, but we have to introduce these guys to you. Kaibab uh, Savage. Kaibab Savage, grape grower, co-founder of Savage Spectrum. Happy to be with these guys today. Thanks for coming out. Absolutely. This is rad. Patrick, yeah. how are you? How are you guys doing? Patrick Matty. Patrick Matty, winemaker here, Savage Spectrum. And uh, here we are in Palisade, Colorado. You got to go, when, you, when you're coming from where we were in Fruta, you have to go all the way up the highway and then turn around and then come back. There's a, that exit. Is there a different exit? Exit 42 here. Exit, take, exit 42. Take exit 42 if you're coming down, from. Down uh, Alberta, I think it's called. Uh -huh. Down the highway, 38 and a quarter road. All right, let's right set here. it up. We're going to walk in 676 and it's um, 38th and a... 38 and a quarter road. 38th and a quarter Super road. Super unique roads yeah, out here. Absolutely. We're 38 and a quarter miles from the Utah border. border yeah, yep. Isn't that cool? <laughs> it's, is uh, that how they did that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you always know how far away Utah is. Just when yeah, you... Every county road, right? Yeah. Is, is that way, yeah. Uh -huh. Just when you think uh, nothing makes sense, it makes perfect sense. And 
we're starting mm. to see that right now. So this is beautiful did property. Did Patrick tell you the story about the building no, here? No, do it. So this was vineyard last year, all the way through. And, um, you know, I've been growing grapes for 20 years, and finally we partnered up and decided we should launch a winery, and so we needed a place for a winery. Mm -hmm. So we looked around. I really didn't want to take grapes out at all, but this was the best spot. We had power, gas, water, everything we needed. And so last year at this time, this was just a flat dirt yeah. right here. So we started doing dirt work, got the concrete poured. Wow. Um, we, last year? Last year. Woo, you oh, boys yeah. have been working. We, we, yeah. we got off. Congratulations. We, wow. we, um, we finished it in August, just in time to bring in Chardonnay. We were like yeah. literally finished. We were hooking up the tanks and running the glycol and, and barely had running water, but we made it happen. Yeah, we, we got yeah. it done. It was, it was fun. How many acres are you sitting on right here? So this place we call the Savage Block. Uh -huh. It's one of my first leases. This is nine acres here. Um, I first started, I, I was f farming for other people, and um, I started picking up land leases. And this was one of my first ones. Great guy gave me a chance. Um, I didn't even have enough money to buy the trellis supplies. I took on a loan for the trellis supplies. Ag Credit loaned me the money. They were like, ah, we'll give this guy a chance. Took out a seven-year loan. And uh, this has been my workhorse. This produces just amazing grapes. We have uh, Malbec, Petit Bordeaux, and Roussan here. We can get into more in the vineyard Let's later. Hi, Bob. Say that again. How many acres? Uh, nine. Nine, nine acres. acres. Nine here, Did right? Did you end up buying it? Yeah. So what happened is he gave me a chance. Everybody gave me a chance. I was just a young, hardworking farmer. And the, the, the landowner gave me a, you know, a shot. It was a peach orchard. We put in grapes. And then the bank gave me a chance. And um, last year about a, two years ago i was able to purchase it from the land leaser so it went full circle and he was so cool he really wanted me to have it he did an owner carry on it um and so that's what enabled us owning this to build here as well so it's awesome it's a great community i mean every uh, business starts out with a great story and you're <laughs> you're on the right track what you got you into the business you said farming uh, agriculture beforehand what were you farming before this uh so always grapes um, always grapes yeah so i grew up on a peach farm and um, Palisade's really known for their peaches, but we were like the, the, the resident labor on the farm. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really like peaches because, you know, as a kid, all we did was work in peaches. <laughs> so I wanted to farm something different and grapes were really getting going um, about the time that uh, I, I finished school. And so I started for Bookcliff Vineyards, learned how to grow grapes there and started planting our own vineyards. So, um, so if you were to do grapes 101, and we're going to dig in here, right? Okay. Uh, what what is it, f five things that you need to know before you even get going growing grapes? All right, it's all timing. You well, you need to you need to match the variety to the site. Okay, that's key. You cannot just plant whatever you like. Give an drink. example. So, um, a lot of people like so, okay, so Nero Devola, right, out of Sicily, great wine. You love the wine, right? takes a really hot region to ripen that. Yep. Now, the guy just asked me the other day, can we grow it here? Ripens after Cab Sauv. We barely get Cab Sauv ripe here. So no, don't plant that. Probably not gonna work here. So we're looking at cold hardiness. We get cold in the winter. Uh, most Vitis vinifera, classic European wine grapes, only take about negative five degrees. We're high desert here, but it can get as low as, we saw negative eight in 2015, and, and we lost, like here, we're missing that, that vine. The, the trunks will actually split because it gets so cold and you lose the vine down to the roots. So you got to tie it back up and retrain that overwintering structure. So match the variety to the site. Um, pick a good site, you know, pick a nice well-drained soil. Grapes love that. You, you got to, so much of quality and control is watering on, on the right time. You know, controlling your weeds, just 
doing the right things at the right time is, is paramount to, to being a, a successful um, premium wine grape grower. And so we've had the last 20 years to uh, learn the hard way on a lot of those things. But I, Kai Beb, can I ask you, you just said when you lose the vine, do you, does it, do you have to start over? Do you dig it up or is that when you evaluate? Do you completely? Tell me, I mean. That's, that's a great question, both. So in 15, we, we used to grow Petite Syrah here and it kept winter killing and kept winter killing and mm. so we removed it we took it out we dug it all out pushed it up burned it um it was a really expensive bonfire and then uh, <laughs> but we went back in with better varieties we went back more suited to colorado so that's what i say match the variety to the site we yeah. went back in with more malbec more petite verdot those do great here um, they match our season well they take the winter's petite verdot a little better than malbec so but like this is Roussan here, you can see our trunks. We go through and we cut them out and they'll grow back off the roots. Huh. If, if, if you're own rooted, which we are on most of our stuff, you know, a lot of people like in, in peaches and stuff, they'll graft to a different root. And we're going more that way here now, just because we have a little uh, root louse called phylloxera mm. that loves Vitis uh, vinifera. Yeah. So fortunately it hasn't, is, hasn't caused us any issues, but we're just pre taking preventative steps to start planting uh, resistant rootstock on all our new stuff. We actually have to mound that scion. We have to cover it in dirt so that if it does freeze, it doesn't freeze back to the rootstock. Otherwise, We'd, we would we'd have to regraft. What about age of the vines? What, because, you know, with trees, you're pruning <laughs> the age of the trees, the fruit, the maturity of it to get that delicious fruit. Some years you don't even get fruit leading up to it. But what do you do? Is there any kind of similar technique to, to trees and the vines? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think establishing a good foundation is key to all growing. So first year we focus on root growth on our vines. Mm -hmm. We really build that foundation. Second year we're going to start establishing the overwintering structure. So starting strong. I mean, if, if you get behind in the beginning, those, those, those vines and trees take years to catch back up, if ever. So really, you know, getting a healthy, getting good plant material and getting a solid start is, is key. Did, well, in the root you're asking, I, I, I'm curious about because this concept of doing a different root stock mm -hmm. because of this grafting is big is a big thing in your industry now, right? I it mean, is much more where it was before, where it was the same vine, right, for a, you know, hundred years or whatever. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it, you, are you looking for different vines that are tolerant to the cold or different root stock, like you were saying? It, is that something that you think all wineries will go to, especially? how the weather is changing i mean um to rootstock uh, well to this more hardy rootstock that's not necessarily the grape oh I that see. they're going to be producing in the orchard i, I or do i think they're going to have to because taking the risk with phylloxera is just too high of a risk to go own rooted even yesterday i was ordering vines for next year um always looking for i love we grow about 20 plus different varieties i'm always looking for new experimental varieties and see how they work here like i'm like a uh, research grower, kind of. I, I just love it. So how many varieties? Patrick, I've never had you this quiet for this amount of time. <laughs> Please jump in. But how, yeah. how many varieties, too, are you guys? Uh, That's well, why we partnered. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. he's, he's the great grower. For the wine. Yeah, I make wine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kaibab could fill you in on the grapes. Um, I'm, obviously, what we have right here in the Savage Block is Melbeck, uh, Petit Verdot, and Roussan, which I think is highly underrated. We love making Roussan. Um, but yeah, I Crazy mean, good barrel fermented Roussan inside. That is a great partnership, the farmer and the winemaker. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been really amazing to... How long have you guys been doing business together? 
um, about a, a year now. Pretty so much. Patrick, former employer, um, that's how we met. He was a, they were a big customer of mine. And so that's when I met Patrick probably eight years ago, uh -huh. I think. And so he's worked with this, our fruit, which was awesome for like the last eight years. And he moved on. You know, well, you tell yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, um, uh, uh, Urban Winery in Denver worked with them. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I cut my teeth in, in the winemaking. Um, and, and we learned a lot there. And I was able to, to meet Kai Bob uh, early on and, and learn how to sample the vineyards. And that's when it all started. And, and we were able to um, continue to use this fruit even as uh, I moved on to other companies, uh, which was awesome. And really, it's, it's, these are the only grapes I know. I, I didn't make wine in Sonoma. Uh, you know, I didn't make wine in Napa. I didn't learn anywhere else. Um, did it's teeth right here. Yeah, right here uh, with, with these grapes. And, and we're continuing uh, to develop um, and just make awesome wines and, and really just make them uh, premier, some, some really okay. premier wines. What else do you guys want to show us? All I think it. let's go into the winery. Yeah. And if you have time, we can come check some more about the vineyard or not. Please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Hey. <laughs> What's going on everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumplin' for by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs and I am rocking with the Modern Eater. You're watching them, you're tasting them, you're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey 4-pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming. Uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey 4-pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pencos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. Hi. <laughs> this is for the outtake version. What's up, Denver? I'm Chef Natasha Hess, and this is Chef Carrie Baird, and we are at the Ginger Pig. Check us out, gingerpig.com. You can also see us on themoderneater.com. Thanks, everybody. It's cornstarch. I know. It's cool. Right now, let me tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He's the man with the plan. When it comes to tap installations and tap maintenance, Jeff Rourke is the most trusted man in the business. 20-plus years, family-owned and operated, does great work, and you might be knocking the rust off of your bar or restaurant and getting things tuned back up. He's the guy to call. If you're pouring in efficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Uh, money. Don't do that. Uh, foam is money. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke, A-plus Beverage Solutions. Tell him what you need done. He'd be happy to come out and just take a look for you. Here's the phone number to give him a call, 720-272-3809. One more time, 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. Okay. Yeah, we have a lot of really good partners around the state, and um, that's why we have the double loading dock. We bring our grapes in, weigh them, 
you know, get, get the weights, put them in the cooler. We picked to order, put them on the reefer trucks, ship them out to, you know, whatever wineries purchased them throughout the you state. Set up. Yeah, it, it works well. I think what's important to highlight, it was important not to alienate his current customer base. Um, so so we, we're taking uh, grapes that weren't necessarily sold in year one um, and making some really awesome wines out of them. Um, and, and yeah, just we want it. We want the whole industry to grow, um, not just us. We, we want to showcase the Grand Valley um, and with the food as well. We, we want to highlight the, the food pairings with our wine and everyone else's wine as well. Well, and Patrick, is this just the effervescent wine that you're getting out of the, uh, out of this vineyard right here? Is that or are you guys? I, I mean, because I know you what you're doing that's, you know, in my eyes, really revolutionary market changing is going after this sparkling in a different way with it, making it more approachable. And I love what you guys have, you know, what I've tasted so far. Thank of, you for sharing. Of, Thank of you. course. But is, is, this, is this vineyard pushing out the grapes for most of your, your sparkling stuff? Or? So we have about 15 different sites. And so most of our sparkling are actually coming from a different site. And uh, all our blends are top secret. But sure. it's the main component is this uh, very uh, strong acidic, has a strong acid backbone and then this amazing fruit forwardness to it and that's 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 kind of our secret ingredient that it, and is that a grape that grows well here and does the, super it, well here it's good for you finding something that <laughs> i think it's the hardest thing is is you know because a lot of people you're trying to find what is the right peach what you know and for you guys <laughs> you found the right grape that's awesome man. but uh but what we have here is um a lot of our, our still reds which we're not quite talking about too much right now because we're riding this sparkling wave um but you know what we're about to show you is that yeah we did make some melba we did make some Petit Verdot, um, but we really just want to highlight our, our sparkling. Talk about the red blend, I think. Yeah, 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 let's, yeah, let's do yeah, it. Let's in front of the barrels. I'll cut the... All right. And actually, speaking of them, there they are right there, lined up on the counter. Yeah, look at that. Look at <laughs> this. I can't wait to see you guys' progress throughout the years. Yeah, it's it's been remarkable. It's uh, exploded um, already. You know, we only were set to make, um, I don't know, a couple hundred gallons, and uh, we made about 4,000 cases in year one. Um, and it's really been a fun project to work on. So what, what we started with, we developed our sparklet line. Uh, what this is, it's fun, affordable, fruit forward. These are effervescent, sparkling, uh, white wines and we want to see them on the liquor store shelf for less than 20 bucks you see a lot of 18 bucks um, but that, that's taking our proprietary blends and they're all very different uh, very unique wines um, and and that's what our, our focus has been and then what we did we came out with the pet nat so as far as we know this is one of colorado's first natural sparkling petalant natural so ancestral method it's like the precursor to champagne you know it's hazy it's yeasty uh we like to we like to shake it up it's got it's full of those those tropical notes right here man there's tons of pineapple on this you're drinking the yeast it's in the bottom of the bottle um so this has been a really fun wine it's just been crushing uh the market um as well as our rosé you can't you can't say no to that color right there um <laughs> I love but, your but yeah but yeah <laughs> I mean, your passion really does shine i mean so so that kind of that all natural feel look it is to it, it would that be like the the cider of grapes 
Oh, uh, well, it's it's the no sulfites added, mm -hmm. um, which is really nice because they came out really clean, really fruity. That doesn't always hap happen with no sulfites added. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's unfined, it's unrefined. Uh, it just there's not much going on. It, it's taking the grapes that were grown, throwing them in a tank, and, and really capturing. Champagne glasses. They're they're coming. <laughs> uh, it, th this wine's all about capturing uh -huh. that moment in time, uh, the moment yeah, of fermentation, right? and it, it's just pure unrefined oh. flavor of our high desert terroir. Really fun wine. Um, oh, thank you, thank you, Jay. Sorry about that. <laughs> what kind of barrels? Um, are you all of it the same or different? Uh, different so oh. this one we've also, these we've kept all proprietary, including this one. Um, it, it has these really fun grapes in there that lend an awesome aspect to sparkling. The Pet Nat's really unique because really, as we're, go, as we're making our sparklette blends, we had some uh, juice that didn't quite fit in the tank. So we all, we just started throwing it all in one tank, barely even tasting it. And when, it, when push came to shove, we said, we gotta do something with this. Uh, started fermentation, had the bottles on site, uh, and let it finish up in the bottle, you know, so it's it's bottle fermented, um, and it's for ar aromatic grapes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was good work, man. That, that was the hustle. That was yeah. the scramble. Uh, do you want to, which show, one you want to try? I think, show us how you open the Pet Nat. Yeah, so the Pet Nat, um, we want all of our wines served chill. Talk about the name. Super, super cold. Pet Nat stands for Petalent Naturel. If you notice on the front of here, you're going to see it here in a minute. It's on our property. Uh, we have this old Metro International uh -huh. bus, and it's going to be our, our mobile tasting bar. We're going to be serving on, on site, in the vineyard, on the estate, out of it, as well as to, to wedding events can book it um, and all that. It's going to be it's super fun. People are already getting next to it, taking pictures, doing the hashtag thing. It's kind of our mascot. Yeah, it's our mascot call for it, now. Call it still are huge on boasting their capabilities on their bottle. It's of fermented course. by, it's distilled by. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, what, what do you guys so, do? So for ancestral method sparkling. It just means that it, it finished, it conditioned in the bottle, it carbonated. Wait, say that again. It, it, ancestral method. It finished carbonation in the bottle because uh -huh. it was fermenting in the bottle nice. and we capped it, right? And that's why you see the uh -huh. yeast in here. So so what we urge people to do, what, what I like, you don't have to do this. You could drink it if you like it a little bit cleared out. Um, but what, what we like to do is actually shake it up. And it's really cool. It's uh, very, very psychedelic. Um, you'll, 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 you'll see all that yeast. You'll see that yeast dropping very down. Very psychedelic. Yeah. It, it's really cool because it adds almost like a, a bitterness, those yeasty brioche flavors uh, that almost turn this, these pineapples into like a, tastes like a pineapple mimosa. It does. Uh, for me. Um, and, and you'll notice our sparklings are a touch higher um, as far as the carbonation goes, um, and that's uh, not it's higher. The incestual in-bottle dissemination of the. <laughs> of, of you got yeah, it yeah. exactly. Um, All that a, t a touch higher alcohol because uh, we let our, our grapes ripen a little bit more as well, and we actually have yeah. varietal characteristics coming out. These aren't just green apple okay. like you find in, in your typical sparkling wines. I mean, this is what our high desert terroir lends us. Let so, me do what so I do best. What do you do? I taste it, and I say, is this delicious? Let's sample you in order. We'll start with our extra yeah. dry. i got an interesting thought for you, question. That yeah. Some people have said versus winemakers versus distillers. 
A distiller has to be perfect every time, tastes the same. Of course. In winemaking, you like have a little more. You? Well, but you you well, have more I, liberty. I heard the, the biggest is going to change. The from biggest year to year. difference I heard is they make way more money. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but you do you get where I'm going with this because you already yeah. have the the grape is gonna the wine's well, gonna taste different this? year to year. Extra dry. This um, one's extra of dry. Bone dry. Um, so we aren't looking Citrus, for consistency. Uh, we are we are in essence, you know, we want uh, to develop a, a pro file um but it, it could change you know it changes with the year it changes what grapes might be available that year um but a product like this this is going to change every year it's going to carry the same label mm -hmm. but we don't know what grapes are even going to end up in this blend right now um so that's what's really unique and, and what we're trying to do with this this is meant to be w the first cult classic like this is this is like when you're uh you know going to the brewery and they just release so-and-so double dry hop this is our answer to that you know love it. okay so like a, you're seasonal in a sense it, it is it is and it's limited release we made just over 100 cases um and it's it's only available right now until it runs out and it's never going to taste the same that's great yeah. all right gents i can teach you how to drink scotch like a sir yeah but i don't know how to approach this. how should we approach this how should we taste it um school so, us on uh, this right this guy yeah yeah, yeah. so so extra dry right here um you know we don't necessarily like the flute because you have a bigger wine glass such as a white wine glass is going to unleash those aromas which which it's known for you know these are highly aromatic white wines so the um, flute's design is to hold bubbles but it also holds all your aroma so you want mm -hmm. to get that nose to really you know Open enjoy up. it yeah yeah so um I, what i do what is a mouth feel to i like that, to right? i like to smell it about twice and you close oh. your eyes, you know, it puts that energy. Yeah, what, am I, what should I be getting? Um, on the extra dry, you're going to mm. get apricot. You're going to get some real ripe ripe flavors such as lemon blossom, lemon blossom, apricot. Um, Immediately, I wanted a piece of cheese. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's good oh, yeah. with food, though. Yeah. And, and so this amazing. Is, yeah, well, it would, it's amazing uh, especially food. something really fatty because this is bone dry. It's got high acid. It's going to cut through that mm. brie cheese or, or ghost rock farms butter um, straight. Off the spoon. These both pair amazingly with fried chicken. <laughs> it, nice. It's a great pairing. Yeah, so we just had a chef out and did a, a paired uh, brunch. We do Sunday brunches and um, man, yeah. Out here, it's so people can come in and do not yet, special Not yet, not yet. We're doing, we did a virtual, but it, it is in our plan. We do have our first wine dinner. We just booked it. We're not ready to release uh, the, the details. Date. The date, it's coming up. Or um, the chef. Or the chef. Uh, well, the it chef. It may or may not be with us. It's not. The, the <laughs> chef is. Uh, it may. It's down Chris, the road. Something it, it might happen. We want to work we're, with you guys. We're working with uh, Chris uh, McAdams uh, and Sadie uh, Fork and Path, uh, Denver food bloggers. Um, cool. Phenomenal chefs. Well, we'd um, love to. I mean, get them in at one of our nights. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You guys, uh, you should. They're awesome. What's next? All right. gonna, I mean, you've been talking this, the pet Pat, He wants to talk about the science of winemaking. Oh, yeah. Wow. We need All big right. Erlenmeyer flasks. For our winemaking. Not really. I just think this is really that funny. It's so big. <laughs> let me pour you a touch of this real I'll quick. open it up. Here, let me get you guys a... We'll, uh, we'll fly through the, the spark light series. Yep. Yep. You can... Just a little touch. It's okay to... To dump. <laughs> yep. So we don't have... Um, and it's okay not to, too. You know? We don't have as many bubbles as uh, Method Champenois. Um, we could not sell this bottle for $20 if it was Method Champenois. We've tried to keep everything... Because we're vertically integrated already, um, you know, with him growing the fruit, we're able to, to keep the prices low. So th these are your first 20 
or below bottles of Colorado sparkling wine that you are going to see on the shelf. You like it, that price point. It is. Yeah. It, it, it's less than 20 19 or less. Tell them, though, how, why, why does it cost more money to add more bubbles? Oh, uh, because you have so much. Hey guys, Alex Armitas over at Sam's number three, Glendale. You want a Bloody Mary? You want a cheeseburger? You want a breakfast burrito, Greek salad, bacon gyro meat, chicken souvlaki, barbecue ranch salad? We got you covered. Come down and see us. One more time. Try it again. Hey guys, Alex Armitas over here at Sam's number three, Glendale. Now get your ass to themoderneater.com. Thank you so much. Modern Eater, we love you guys. This is Amber with Northern Colorado Potatoes, reminding everyone that potatoes grown here are truly rooted in love and rooted in a long history of being grown in this area. Early 1900s reports show that this was either the largest or one of the largest potato producing areas in the nation. Other states have had some amazing branding, but don't forget we have all your favorite varieties and more you love to cook and eat, including russet. Support local potatoes, you won't be disappointed. Hey guys, it's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime, and you're watching the Modern Eater Show. <laughs> I'm fine with that. All right, you guys, back to the show in just a second. I'm here in Colorado Springs with Chef Noah Siebenaller, and we're here to tell you about bread and specifically Aspen Baking. Aspen Baking Company has been baking the best bread in Colorado since 1994. Chef, I know you use Aspen Baking Company here. What do you use here? Why do you like it? So um, I use their sourdough, their French Parisian, their burger rolls, marble rye, and slider rolls. Um, I, I was introduced about three and a half years ago, and I haven't found a better bread in Colorado since. So we use it for exclusively for everything. I'm telling you what, you guys, don't take my word for it. Take Chef Noah's. They're making quality product. They don't put in the, 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 the fake colors. They don't put in the chemicals. They don't freeze it. They don't do that stuff. They just bake fresh bread. Aspenbaking.com is where you go to get that bread. And uh, now... Back to the show. Why, why does it cost more money to add more bubbles? Uh, because you have so much time uh, riddling the yeast out, um, you know, just so much labor involved in, in really um, doing the true method champenois. You know, we have our- It takes our about two years to do method champenois. Yeah. Where we, could, okay. we can produce this much quicker. Wow. Yeah. 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 And, and we're not trying to produce it quick. We're still lees aging. Mm -hmm. uh, we're picking for sparkling wine. You know, we're trying to make high quality wines. We really are. We're not trying to push out a product that we can't stand behind because all we have is our is our name at the end of the day. So, well, it's um, interesting because you you've let me taste this and I. You say it's a sparkling, right? But it's not because I'll tell you, I do not like Spanish personally. Okay. I do not. I'm not a California. I'm not that guy who likes that. The the gruettes and the sparkling, which I guess that's you know our version of champagne. So that's where I always go. Where yep. you guys really? That's why I called it an effervescent. So earlier. so the biggest difference you're gonna find is those are about seven uh, volumes of CO2. So there's a there's just a ton of bubbles up in those, um, and these are a little bit less. They're more around five volumes of CO2. So they're less aggressive and we really want to keep the aromatics in, let you experience it. Um, and it, it goes down easier because those bubbles aren't just beating Truly up. delicious. And I, yeah. All right, what's next? Patrick's. All right, let's Wine do the making pet yep. is really as showcased in this. These are very soft, easy drinking fruit forward wines. They just that and that's totally, you know, his, we love, his, his skill. We love high acid wines. Um, mm -hmm. we're not we don't we're no one's dictating 
based upon past historicals on what we need to make. We're making the wines we want to drink, and we hope you guys like them. Should we do the rosé real quick? Cutting new road. Sure. I, I actually, Greg, what do you think about that off dry? I almost yeah. like that better yeah, than the first one. I mean, you know, this is all personal. No, I was yeah, I was down with the first one a little bit. Did you like the first one better? Yeah. yeah the but second one to me came a little off. We found that beer drinkers like the extra dry better. Interesting, yeah. which Greg is, and, and I'm more of a. I'd say tequila, but right. you know, deep down I'm Hispanic, <laughs> but uh, you know. <laughs> so the the the, ex, the off drive. I'm curious what you guys thought of very perfumed, aromatic. Notes. It really was. It was. I mean, and it was more reminiscent of a a, a wine, right? To me, okay. It, where this is tasted tighter, like this a, is more champagne style. Yes, yeah. exactly. And this is more like you're getting more f floral aromatics on the off dry. Uh, Gard gardenias, mm. you know, flowers, nice. and okay. whatnot, honey blossom. So here we have our sparklet rosé. We're super excited about this. It's 99% aromatic uh, red grape, direct to press, and we think it's our best yet. It, it has uh, about 11.5 grams per liter residual sugar, so it's not sweet. That's what I would It has a great balance, though. The, <coughs> the acid is just ripping on this, mm -hmm. um, and it's all about balance and winemaking and, and color, too. So, I mean, this thing sitting on the shelf it's just been flying off uh, down in denver which we're super super happy with our and all our bottles are screen printed so you could put that in an ice bath whatever you're not going to lose that when you're done okay. with it you could use it as a vase as you know put flowers in it whatever we want you to you recycle know, enjoy our brand and recycle where can use people find it in denver oh denver that. we're at joy wine and spirits <laughs> carolyn's got you in there yeah carolyn uh we're at uh the wine cellars Oh, very cool. Is, Cherry as Creek. Well. Blanchard. Uh, Blanchard Family Wine. They're, they're okay. a huge partner of ours. Um, Soon to be pretty much everywhere. It, yeah. This is going to... Oh, it is. I'll tell um, you, summertime, right here. If this is this is cool that, wine for sure yeah. all day. The acid right, just makes I'm, you want to take another drink. I'm really interested in this one because it's... It's, it's kinda, natural. It's kind of the antithesis of what you've got going on here. It is. It is. It's totally opposite. These are super clean. Um, this actually has less acid on them, uh, on it. Um more pineapple tropical mango aromas it finished fermentation in the bottle it's yeasty it's hazy um i never thought i'd make a natural wine was um, this a mistake that you said all right this is actually pretty good <laughs> it wasn't like i said we just kept collecting the juice that wouldn't fit into these wines and finally we said we got to do something with this we can't have uh you know 130 gallons of juice just sitting there like what are we gonna do but those flavors that you just called out those aren't reminiscent of wine i mean when you start talking pineapple and mango this one's and hardier. these other things mm -hmm. I, I don't think my head doesn't go to wine so me. so some of the grapes came e even a little bit riper so this has about 14 percent alcohol it's a white wine and it's sparkling that's pretty high trouble uh, <laughs> it is you will get hammered it, it's a it's a great value for 22 dollars only you will get you will just well, annihilated. It, now um, would it get better with with age? So uh, I bought a case and held it back a couple years. Is that bad or? Good? I, I wouldn't go too many years on it, but it is on the lees. So um, in that respect, the lees enjoyed all help that. keep the wine a little bit fresher. Um, and the metal seal, this crown cap, that's going to keep it fresh too. You know, corks are designed to let a little oxygen in yep. to let them age. So this is really going to keep all our wines very fresh. And that was the whole idea behind that. Yep. Much more environmentally friendly than the, the, you know, the cork and cage. And harvesting cork trees and right. whatnot. And then, you know, there's TCA, there's, um, you know, opportunity for the wine to go bad after it's bottled. So this is our flavors that we've captured, and we want you to taste them as we bottle I'll tell you them. what, what strikes me of what you guys have said, and, and really I think it's in, indicative of 
um, the region that you're in, that you're cutting new road, you're doing it by your rules, the way that you want it done. And when I see these lines and coming into this, I think that this is so innovative and creative that if you're looking for something that's just a little bit, you're, you're bored, right? Say you're bored. You feel like you've tasted it all. Yeah. You come around to this, baby, I can guarantee you, you'll probably be like, ah, that's something new and unique. Yeah, we're trying to, to, to spin Colorado wine on its head. It, nothing like this. Well, because there's not an expectation for this right yeah. here. You know what I mean? You've created your own expectation. People if, are going to be trying to mimic you. If you don't like it, guys. we're going to drink it. So yeah. we don't care. That's a form of flattery, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's a category almost, Greg, wouldn't you think? I mean, I, they're I mean, almost creating yeah, something truly. that's so Now, different. Now this, you know, we've visited these. So, so you're just doing comparisons of what you've tasted before in the past or, or you know, subjective. You, you have your own taste, right? Yeah. Um, so you can do that all day long with these. This right here, I think is just so unique. I like the packaging and the labeling. But Guys, how do people identify that this is actually coming from here? You're looking. I'm looking at the branding, and I like the branding yeah. altogether. But is there Sauvage on here somewhere? It's Sauvage very small spectrum? in the back. You know, we created this as more or less a, a lifestyle brand. Mm -hmm. Our tagline is "Celebrate Every Day." We want. Uh, we just wanted something kind of sleek, sexy, something that you haven't seen out of Colorado before and, and we're super excited our, our graphic designer just knocked it out of the park yeah this is um, hot stuff and, and we just wanted to wanted it to, to look good on the shelf as well mm -hmm. and be great wine and your packaging capsulizes what's in the bottle which is Perfect. really cool Perfect. well greg i'll tell you one thing that i think will differentiate this is is i'm gonna buy a case so that's definitely gonna be different from these. well i don't need to buy anything because I'm, I'm gonna get a couple bottles from him what else do you guys want to show us for we i want to show you the label too so we're all about sustainability here so when you're done with your bottle you can peel this off and then it's a sticker. Yeah. That's you could put so it on your cool. water bottle or whatever. Wow. You can see over here. We so like we like to just cut it in a circle and you can just stick it on whatever you it, want. If you drink uh, you know, crappy box wine uh, during the week, I would stick that on your box wine just to remind <laughs> you uh, what, what you want to drink on the weekend, you know. Um, here. Yeah. Who, wants, who wants to be the brand ambassador? <laughs> yeah. Put it on your shirt there. I got it. See? Dude. Yeah. Very good. Pet Nat Love right there. Uh, what else? You want to head out back real quick? Yeah, let's we'll go wrap this thing up, and yeah. then you're going to show us on top of Mesa, right? Let's let's check out Patina, and we'll walk and, and go through the vineyard. Gosh, you guys, I got to say thank you. I mean, that was the best way to start my day, <laughs> quite <laughs> honestly. Oh, you're going to need Love a it. nap in, oh, in man, an hour. You know, oh, man, we, we got to. It's good, good for us, that you know? Hey you guys, Jay here with the Modern Eater Show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, so let's check them out right now. Very proud to be part of the, the Modern Eater. And uh, chefs, restaurant owners, any food service operators, you know, I know right now that uh, delivery and carry out is bigger than ever, and we got you covered. Uh, Cambro uh, has a full line of uh, delivery and carry out items. More economical options are expanded polypropylene or EPP, uh, nice insulated container. Uh, the Procard Ultra is really versatile. It's a great unit because you could actually store cold products down here, hot products up here. It's all 120. There's no refrigeration worries. It's all thermodynamics. Just let us know what your food service challenges are, what it is we can do to help you out, and there isn't anything that we can't do for you. So uh, hope to see you over here at our facility in Park Hill soon and uh, stay safe out there.
you know everybody, with several million dollars of hard assets here, insurance is very, very important to us. Ewing Levitt covers it all. Machinery, building, workman's comp. Ewing Levitt's got us covered from the floor to the ceiling, from our alley, even to the street. This divider, this press, my cooling conveyor, my oven. Ow, ow. Ewing Levitt covers our counter stacker and our employees too. If you need insurance, take it from Little Rich at Rockalitas. Call Ewing Levitt, they'll get you covered. Hey, this is Keegan from D-Bar in Denver. You guys might find it difficult to stay in touch and stay up to date with the ever-changing culinary scene in Colorado. It's almost impossible. Just tune in to the Modern Eater. These guys have their fingers on the pulse of what's happening in all of the food and beverage in all of Colorado. They're behind us. They understand the idea of shopping local and shopping small. To support them, you support us. Making education cool again, Jay. You know how? Culinary Quick Start Program. We are in love. They're using Studio Kitchen Colorado Monday through Thursday. If you have any desire to get into culinary or you're just sharpening your skills, I'm telling you, these guys, Chef Blake, Chef Marcus, they're instructing a course. And I've been there the past couple of nights, and this course is cool. It's informative, it's innovative, and it has the modern eater touch on it. You can tune into this as well, but you have to sign up for the course. If you go to themoderneater.com, you'll see it on the top navigation bar. It's a drop down. Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start. All of the stuff that we're doing and sign-up information is right there for you. It's a gimme. It's free to you. It's like the cooking classes you pay for. Don't pay for them anymore. You just sign up, and what is the best part of this thing? We got jobs for you. The troops are rallying. The community's getting together, and there's a baseline. So restaurants, if you want to get involved, you're a restaurant tour. You can get involved because we need you and you to support this program with your skills. So what does that entail? This entails getting together and having a job seminar for these students. It's going to be a baseline. You need a baseline of knowledge for your students when they come in, you know they're going to be able to handle a line in a kitchen. So get involved. If you have any interest in signing up and being a student for this class, you can't get in on this three weeks, but the following three weeks you can get in on. Again, sign up, themoderneater.com. You'll see Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start. But we want you to join the revolution of making education cool again. Okay, back to Elevation Food Service Rep. So our views are pretty nice out the back. We can open up the, the back door here when the weather's nice and, and you know customers can, can be in there and, and sample and they can check out all this. This is Petit Bordeaux here does great in Colorado um, you can see the little clusters on there already uh, grapes are self self fertile so each one of these has a little tiny flower and you get all these little tiny white flowers and you get this amazing aromatics while they flower it, it just smells like honeysuckle in the vineyard it's, it's wonderful and then they set their berries and right now we're, we're um, they're just gonna keep growing 
until they get to a certain size and they're going to go through lag phase and that's when they kind of that's when their pits get hard and they then they start changing color they go through verasion and that's when they we, we're going to switch switch them from vegetative what they're in right now growth mode mm-hmm. to fruiting mode because we're going to we're going to really strive for that we want that maximize our quality and we do that through irrigation we back off on the irrigation look at them peeking up at the time of day and they're just taking it all in right We've, now. We got that million dollar breeze oh, yeah. coming through. We're at the mouth of the Beck Canyon. Sick. Um, and you know, you hear about it a lot with the peaches, uh, but the grapes love it because of why? Oh, <laughs> the, the breeze, well, the, the breeze, which is unpleasant for us at times, makes their thin st- thicker. And so thicker skins are your reds, all your color and flavor, your anthocyanins, if you want to be geeky, come from the skins. And so we're getting thicker skins from the wind. We're also higher elevation. We're getting more solar radiation. So this umbrella-like cap canopy really captures all of that. And that's why we use this system. We get good dappled sunlight right here. Oh, excuse this me. is why you watch the Modern Eater show. <laughs> this is the type of content that you can get the type of passion. I mean, here, here farmer, winemaker, together. Boom. Uh, teamwork. Yeah. Man, Makes the teamwork. Sorry I interrupted. I no, just wanted good. to say. I'll talk all That's day. why you watch. Go ahead. Keep going. Come on. So we got dappled sunlight right here. So that's perfect. We're not going to sunburn these things because grapes like us will sunburn. And then we're getting good airflow here. So we're not getting disease pressure on that. So this, this canopy, this system works great. It, and the us. fruit zone is right here. You got the fruit hanging down over here. They're going to comb over. Mm-hmm. Um, all, all the canes. Right. That's that special planting method that you were talking we, about. We do. We, we do. we use a trellis system, we call it, and it's Genevan double curtain, and, and we have these two two sides Oh, here. the old Genevan double curtain. Yeah. You yes, know you know that Genevan double curtain. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, now, listen, there's got to be one of those sayings, like the three W's or something, because obviously water, weather, and other things control what your crop is going to look like, right? I mean, definitely Absolutely. the way you just talked about water, weather, wind. Right. I mean, and, and altitude, then the real bad then, word. Yeah, hail and all the other. Cr- don't say that <laughs> stuff that cut, you know. You don't say that word, especially around. We, here. we deal with harsh winters too, so there's another W for you. So yeah, when winter you come time. Out here and you're looking at this. Uh huh. Are are you? Do you? Can you gauge the future? Can you see a couple months down the road? Do you know if you're on the right track or not? Or something's li- that's colors off. Oh no. Um, so right now, I guess we we're mostly looking at crop right now. We're going through and we're counting clusters per vine, and we're estimating our crops. Do that. Let me see you do that. Uh, so what we're yeah. <laughs> I so doubt it. So uh, most <laughs> most most shoots have. Yeah, um, sure you do. You grab them. You go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and, and on and on. You just, you really do. So you count each each vine? or no. I mean, because this is interesting. You do it. <laughs> no, right? well, I mean, you Are you just, just blowing the, smoke? The, the average. The sample. And then you oh, yeah, we get like five per variety yeah. and then average it. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. Th- we're going to check out our crop load. But, yeah, there are key things. We, we can see, too, how full our clusters are, how well our berries set. We're, we're, using, we're using micronutrients right before flowering to make sure our plants are happy and they're going to set fruit. Here's what I want you to do between now and the end of the interview. Okay. Just make something up that is not even anything at all, and let's see if we catch you. <laughs> okay. You, and then, like and then, and like then tell us. Uh, we'll ask you, okay, what was it? You go, all right. I've been doing it the whole time already. <laughs> Have you really? <laughs> Dang it. Um, we could head down and check out yeah, Patina if you that. want. That's our uh, adult ice cream truck, we call it. And it, we saw that on the label, didn't we? Yeah. 
And so I think that the biggest question that people are asking us, so like, why sparkling? Why are you guys trying to do sparkling? Number one, no one's done it before. And what people don't realize is that we have this huge diurnal shift here in this valley. So it can get as hot as 100 degrees in the day, but then drop down to, to 60, 58 degrees at night. And that retains the nice acidity. But the, the hot, hot sun during the day helps really ripen the fruit. Well, you're growing something that grows well here to your terroir you're growing the grape and actually making sure you're just finding the right market exactly. for your grape that you know absolutely i love what you guys and are a lo- doing and now. a lot of it is if it's fruit that people aren't familiar with these new varieties that we've planted that nobody's ever heard of we can make a wine and show them how good of a wine they can make and it helps us sell fruit too so it's, it's it does a lot for us you guys are very focused question for you guys can you tell where the variety changed it changes right in here I think I could write yeah. right this which, one right here. Which one? The one that's downward now. You right nailed it. You guys got it. It's Any great. guess at what this variety is? This one? Yeah. You know there's three that grow here, right? Give us the three. Malbec, Petit Verdot, Roussan. It's just a guess at that point, but Roussan. Well, we looked at the Roussan. Oh. It's over there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the first one was Roussan we looked at. You didn't say a Malbec, though. Nailed it. Exactly. Yep. So you can see morphological differences. Grapevines have personalities like people. Um, darker foliage. That's where I was just going to. I just went the dark is yep. where I went. I mean, it was just a. You, you can see it. When, if, if We can go up on the canal here and look down, and you could actually see where the varieties change based on color. It's see, really it, cool. Oh, okay. You can. All right. Yeah. I would have guessed that this is just a little more mature. Like this, those would look like this in a month or something like that because. Gotcha. Grown out and just like hair. Starts, Jay has curly hair, but it. Well, but and every. Get long, it drops. Little known fact grapes actually have hair on them. We have to. Brush it all off. I love it. There it is. Ah. <laughs> there it is. Gotcha. That would have been good. You were looking at it. Let me see his eyes. Did he take that one in? That was good. All right. You got to start over. Yeah. You guys want to see patina here? Yeah, let's do that. Kai Bab, I was going to ask, the each grape has its own season of Absolutely. days, right? You're yep. counting days to harvest, right? <laughs> yeah, so Chardonnay's, a, 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 we call them early, one, mid, one and two. late season. So like Stuff Chardonnay's early, Malbec's mid, Petit Verdot's late. So we're looking at like September through so yeah, the end of October. we're going to put you guys up in this. Nice. Is nice. kind of the season. <laughs> cool story on, on this van. Um, land lease for mine, I, you talked about how I have all these amazing partners we work with and grow grapes on their property. And... Um, he bought this 30 years ago, same year he planted a vineyard. He parked it, he was gonna restore it. Never restored it. Sat there just like this. We're taking out that little section. We're cleaning up his farm. We're take, cleaning up that little area. We're gonna plant some zwag out there, just for fun. Just because I think it'll do well in Colorado. It's gonna make a beautiful red wine, you know, with that, that acid forward um, Austrian uh, structure. And so we asked him if we could buy it and he sold it to us for a song. It doesn't run. Got no brakes, got no steering. Um, but it got spirit. It's got spirit. We, we, we used our backhoe, because how, how do you tow it? Moving, yeah. we, we picked it up with our backhoe, so with the front off the road, uh-huh. off the ground, and, and towed it here down the highway. Dropped it. <laughs> and dropped it. Yeah, and, and set it down. So we want to we we cut the side open, have it fold up. And a tasting. And do a tasting yeah. bar with yeah. it, yeah. You got to. It, it, it'd be yeah, fun. We're holding you to it now. Oh, we'll do it. happening. Yeah. That's fantastic. Get and it's the inspiration for the Pat Nat. All right. I, it, good a place as any. What a tour. Thank, Thank you guys so much for coming Thanks out. For coming. This was fun. This was kidding awesome. me. This is the beginning of a relationship that will uh, grow strong roots, vine, 
Strong Lovely. foundation, right? Just like how we start vineyards <laughs> yeah. and orchards. You strong, strong foundation. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. I can't believe it. And Thank you. Appreciate friend. it. Yeah, new friends. Thank Love you. it. You Love it. Um, Thank Badger. Thank you, guys. So, you guys, uh, this was a very cool tour. Get, how can people just, what's your social media? What's your website? Just how uh, people can check it out. It. It's at Sauvage Spectrum Wines, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Check us out at www.sparklettwine.com. We'll ship wine. We have almost 60 accounts now. Um, so around we are we are around the state. Um, we I are 70 corridor. Yep. Within one year, right? I mean, this is just one year. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. A lot of um, Congratulations. restaurant operators, restaurant tours. Yeah, we're wor- working content. on more. Are you looking for? We're looking for, for more partners. We always are. We, ha- we are vertically integrated. Um, we can we can grow this. So let's let's get more partners. Let's do it. Absolutely. Thank you. And we're going down the road. Where? Hey, you're going to show us a couple more spots, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you going to? Yeah. Let's do it. Can come along. Where everyone's we're going. Go. It's field go. trip day. We're bringing it in. Where to next, thing. guys? Where are we going to go? Uh, right. You know what? Let's just go up here. So if you look right here, you can see some fruit trees. There's we got a little desert landscape hill, and there's a few little gr- uh, green peach trees. We 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 farm that. We lease that up there. Those are um, those are peaches. All right. So we'll go up there. And Heading we'll- on down the road. Up next, up there. That's where we're going. <laughs> see you down the road. The Modern Eater Show continues.